Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Hey y'all. Well, we have decided that this season there are a few episodes that are just too core to who we are and too good, honestly, to not re-release and make sure that some of our new listeners get a chance to catch it and maybe even remind some of you old listeners about some of the awesome things we've talked about. So this is one of those episodes. Southern hospitality is a core to who we are as a people and as a show. So we could not re-release this episode, which we put out two years ago, actually probably this month. Well, I was reminded as I was re-listening to the episode, first of all, just how good it was. (laughs) But secondly, I was remembering in a Bible study I did um, led by Christy McClellan, who's a local Bible teacher here in in our city. She says that your dining room table is the most valuable resource, ministry resource that you own. Wow. And that's a pretty dramatic statement, but it's not about how fancy the wood is or how many it seats. It's just such a wonderful place of welcome. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to mention that because that's what hospitality is all about. It is. So there's really not much more we can add to preface this episode. We hope you enjoy it. Here is Southern Hospitality. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Well, today's topic, I feel like, um, I just need to go ahead and say, hospitality, even if you're Southern, is not an easy thing to tackle. I'm so glad that this is our kickoff because it's such a part of our culture, such a part of our heart for this podcast. Yeah. And we wanted to kick off with something that's integral. Right. But it can be learned and practiced. It has to be And built upon. Actually. Right. So I say that to say there's my caveat. (laughs) If this is not something that you feel like you, you know, have a passion or, um, that you excel at or that you're already rocking at and that you need to just add to it, we're starting from ground zero. That's right. If you just broke out in hives because that was the subject and you're like, no, we got you. Well, we consider and even say the phrase a lot of times that there's plenty of room at the table. And the question is, is there? Because we kind of have to make room. 
That's in very fact, true. I even had the picture of whoever came up with um, for table, like dining room table manufacturing. The who, leaf. Whoever came up with that had a heart for hospitality. For sure. Because they were like, well, sometimes you're just going to have some extra people there. Yeah. And, there's and gonna- you don't always, that's going to make the room more crowded. So on a day-to-day, you may not want the leaf, but sometimes you got to have the leaf. Yeah. So um, anyway. And for just- some of us, even without the leaf, you know, like it's, for me, it's just a one person. So like. I still even have to be intentional to have without the leaf, the table full. For others, every meal is full with their family, and now we've got to put the leaf in to invite yes, somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I also want to just be upfront and say hospitality is not dinner parties and linen nap- napkins. Although it can be. It can be. But that is not all that it is. Well, and I do think there's a distinction we need to make between hospitality and entertaining yes because there is a difference there is but I don't think anybody ever voices Talks that about that yeah and I think that's important because not everybody has the means even to do grand entertaining what, right what you think of in you know some of the finer homes of Charleston like, where you're making punch for yes I was looking in a cookbook and the punch recipe was for 350 servings I was you're kidding I'm not kidding like who does that who gets to I don't know I've never well I got the chance to see even at our Tennessee governor's residence yeah they have a punch bowl that sits out all the time in their dining room like you can tour their residence is it massive I think there were 60 cups okay or yeah punch punch glasses just sitting around the massive bowl and it's just like yeah wow anyway so that's a whole nother level we're not talking about that like don't if that's what you think we're talking about no we got no we're kind of talking about more heart issues if you will um but I was curious just to know like what do people think of when they hear the word hospitality so I pulled our people on Instagram and Facebook and I mean I got all over the board. Which, I, I, I can't wait to hear all which of Which I think. I saw some of them. It's telling as to. For sure. Why this is both um, a fun topic, but also a stressful one. Can, because can everybody be. has yeah. a different opinion as far as what's hospitality. So um, here's just a couple of the responses. Serving others in kindness. Friendship. Hosting and welcoming people into your home. Comfort. A pitcher of iced tea on the porch. My grandparents. I love that. Comfortable. My grandma. Graciousness. Caring more about your guests' needs than you do your own. Ooh, Anticipating good. your guests' That's needs. That's key. Couple of responses that just were food or food comfort and making others feel at home or like family. Laney. <gasps> No, somebody responded, Lainey. I was like, that is precious. Um, Again, act of loving on your guests, welcoming them. So I'm hearing the word welcome a lot. Um, And comfort. And comfort. Uh, Warm, inviting, safe. Laughter, food, love, graciousness, hugs. That was pre-COVID. They put in parentheses. (laughs) (laughs) And then also somebody was dishonest and put stress. Okay. Not to say these other answers weren't honest. No, but if but that's what was, they're feeling, that's what they're feeling. Like, yeah. I get it. Sharing what you have. 
Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about that more later. So those were just some of the initial people when they were asked on Facebook and Instagram what you guys thought. Well, I always kind of like to hear a definition. Yes. Don't you? Yes. So I've got a couple here. I do too. This oh, do fun. you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one was just Wikipedia. Okay. Um, it says, "Is a fra- Southern hospitality is a phrase used in American English to describe the stereotype of residents of the Southern United States as particularly warm, sweet, and welcoming to visitors to their homes or to the South in general. Okay. Um, and then from a biblical perspective, um, a resource that I really like that was talking about hospitality gave the definition, hospitality creates a safe open space where a friend or stranger can enter and experience the welcoming spirit of Christ in another. That's cool. So that's more of like a spiritual so, side of it. And the other two that I was going to throw in the hat to have more of a biblical undertone which I'm going to talk about in a minute one is from a book I just started called saved by faith and hospitality and it describes it as hospitality as the transformation from stranger to guest hospitality is the perfect bridge builder and then she reads truth is a app book community they yeah. have lots of different things different resources but I, I did a study of theirs once on hospitality and I'm doing it again right now and they described hospitality as finding people on the margins and bringing them in so good and I thought you know what that is hospitality and the method that we do that is where there's variety and the core, everybody is in the margins at some point exactly. in time or life or region or whatever. Yeah. And I would say that the reason why I just said a moment ago that there's biblical undertone is that we out of our own strength and ideas would not be able to consistently do hospitality well. Or it but, doesn't even come natural. Right. You're very, or have a desire to. Right. Like, I mean. In the in the natural, a level, we're very self-preserved and care about our own needs. And so it's very unnatural to then yes. think about other people's Sharing needs. and being, yes, so open. So we love because he first loved us. Yeah. But we also pull up a chair because a chair was pulled up for us Woo. by God himself to be in his family. That's right. And so, so good. yeah, so I was, you know, like we're actually told to practice hospitality from yeah, scripture. And that's an active it, it like, says verb, that. like to practice. But it's I love not... that it, that translation that says practice because it does take some practice. I don't think anybody just comes out into this world and is rocking at hospitality. I think yeah. there's people that have more of a bend to yes, it. Yes. In the same way that we're gifted. Yes. In different areas of life. Right. But I think it takes practice. And well, so- and I also think it's a state of mind. Like hospitality to mm-hmm. me is a state of mind. And back to your biblical reference, I feel like there's almost a state of mind when you are following Jesus that actually nothing you have is actually yours. Like it's on loan from him. And Whoa. so that's a mind shift for sure. That's a mind shift. And so yeah. um, if what I own is actually his and he's entrusting me with it yeah it feels different yeah than if it's mine because I worked hard for it exactly (laughs) exactly and I deserve this and it was owed to me yeah okay sorry I about about went down a rabbit (laughs) but I'm just saying that's two different mindsets so sometimes we even have to go oh no I I feel 
the deserve thing right now. Mm-hmm. So if that's where you are, then you just, the first step is like, do you want that to look different? Yes. And asking like, oh, I see that in my heart. That's so. good. Yeah. Well, to eliminate sort of some intimidation factor, I wanted to just be very upfront and say, I'm really trying to be more hospitable in terms of my actual neighbors, like people that reside on my street, you okay. know, because I mean, literal neighbors, a lot of people say, who's your neighbor? Your neighbor is, you know, the man that you passed today that was in need of money, the car that you saw that was broken down, the lady mm-hmm. at the grocery store that didn't have, you know, like, yes, there are yes, a lot those of are your neighbors. quote unquote neighbors that we encounter through the day. But a, a personal goal of myself was to really try. I can't get to know and love on everybody all at once, but to try and be more mindful of the Uh people that literally live on my cul-de-sac. And so I have a very elderly next door neighbor. She lives by herself. Her name is Anne and she, um, is precious, but I've only been around her a couple of times. I don't know her all that well. She's probably not out in the yard. She doesn't come outside. Right. So that's a little harder. Yep. And COVID all the more. Right. So she has been away in the hospital, not COVID related, but she had um, a, a leg issue that kept her out of our neighborhood for about six months. She was wow. in like the hospital and then rehab, rehab. and I missed her. Like yeah. her house was dark and stuff. And so anyway, I put a little welcome basket on her doorstep when she came home. So I have the voicemail that I have to play. No. And I want to play this as From an her. encouragement to each of us that this sort of relationship with your neighbors is possible because this is a first for me. So I wanted to share like <gasps> share this okay. with y'all. I can't wait. So. Laura Beth, this is Ann next door. I made it home just fine yesterday. And I wanted to call and tell you thank you so much for the little welcome pumpkin loaf and the hand wipes. That was so nice of you to do. And so sweet. I don't know of any better neighbor I've ever had that compares to you. It's just, you're a real gem. But anyway, I do thank you, and I hope to be talking to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay. I'm, like, ready to cry I know. I am, too. (laughs) And I love her little accent. But that's a total side note. I mean, y'all, that did not take much. Mm. Again, like I said, I don't do, like, a weekly Bible study with her (laughs) or have coffee once a week with her. I just took a basket over that had a pumpkin roll and a hand towel and some hand wipes mm. just and, and the only reason I knew that she was coming home that day is because I had been getting her mail for like months yeah so that, so was, that was helpful in too, a service in sort a of way. way to help her yeah um wow but that little step now I've been deemed like the best neighbor she's ever had come on y'all the bar is low <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, that's why I wanted to play it is y'all like it's little steps are gonna make huge strides so for sweet. our relationships. Yeah, that encourages me too. Because sometimes we think, oh, I don't have the time to do the blah, blah, blah every week. Well, yeah. it might not take as much as you think. Yeah. To show hospitality. Yeah. And she's, I would consider her an easy neighbor to start with, to love on. You know, she doesn't have rude kids that are, you know, screeching throwing... in and out of the driveway and their yeah. cars. And yeah. So, I did start with her because she seemed like somebody that was obviously right next door, but, you know, seemed very doable. Um, But anyway, you know, I just wanted to acknowledge that it's possible. So, 
Well, I found an article in Southern Living from 2017 that gave six qualities that kind of made up for Southern hospitality. And I thought that was interesting. Can I go over those? So the number one uh, or number one on their list was politeness. Mm -hmm. And as you were just talking about, she's an easy neighbor. I was thinking, well, when people are just in general polite. Yeah. That makes it a lot easier. Yeah. It doesn't mean, I mean, sometimes it's the ones who aren't polite that need it the most. Exactly. But that is a characteristic you would see that would cause people to say, wow, the South is so hospitable. And politeness can look a lot of different ways, but it's respectful language. Yes. Um, which I know the South has not always excelled in in every right. person. But respectful language is huge and even training up the little ones you know to use that yeah I like that in the south you still hear children say yes sir and yes ma'am yeah that's good it shows a respect for elders yes that you don't see everywhere Mm -hmm. um not rushing conversations I think that's a general thing that causes the south to seem more hospitable our pace of life in general is a little slower Yes, it is. That's what a lot of people would say, and too. And that causes there to be even room right. for holding a door open. Yep. Like, that leads to other characteristics mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. go down the line. Mm-hmm. Just the general pace of life. Yeah. So, politeness. Number two was good home cooking. <laughs> helps. That helps now, a that lot. doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean you have to be a chef-quality cook, but just... That was just one of the characteristics mentioned. And you know what? I heard, um, this is, I'm getting off on a little tangent, but I thought it was so funny. One time in talking about the gifts of the spirit that are in the Bible, Mm -hmm. there's a couple different gift lists, but um, one person was talking about, you know, so many people think like pastor and apostle and those kinds of things. Those are, he was like, give me the the muffins in the lobby, like the (laughs) hospitality. That is where it's at. That's important. And it just made me laugh because I think that's so funny. But anyway, okay, number three, kindness. Mm -hmm. We heard that listed on a lot of what people said. Very key. Yeah. Um. And I even liked the statement, looking at strangers as friends we haven't met yet. Mm-hmm. Number four, helpfulness. And that looks yeah. a lot of different ways, but giving directions to those that are lost, taking photos for people. Mm-hmm. You know, again, to me, that pace of life thing helps. True. Because if I'm hustling to get to the bank to make a deposit, I don't have time to stop to give you directions. That's but true. But if I'm yep. build, building in a little margin. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. Um, Charm, having grace under pressure and making others feel welcome. Yeah. And charity, helping others. Um, Help, help, help. A lot of this is service related. It really is. Um, Well, I don't think I also mentioned some other words that I just on my own was thinking about in terms of like, I don't know, a definition of uh, hospitality, but it is sacrificial. Yes. It's messy (laughs) and oftentimes unplanned. And the unplanned portion. That's the hard part for me. It's the hardest, but it was the place I was challenged the most when I read that book we mentioned last episode, The Gospel Comes with a House Key. Yes. You have to create margin in your life 
for places to be able to be hospitable. I'm not talking about leaving every Friday and Saturday night open so that you can have a neighbor over for dinner. But if your if your life and your schedule is so tight that even if somebody in had a, a traumatic panic, thing, you couldn't help, right? Because it's soccer night, or right? Whatever, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Unplanned is unplanned, meaning something might have to give. Like it's not that you, oh, good, I'm glad you called because Tuesdays from three to four is my hour is when I usually do some <laughs> sort of hospitality move. So you're good, <laughs> you know, like. But I just mean, you know, like the the amount of stuff we say yes to. Yeah. I and think, how much that doesn't sometimes leave room for hospitality. So. Yeah. I think it's funny how oftentimes we um, hold ourselves to such a different standard than others, too. Like, have you ever thought about, let's say you were, you know, had a friend that you could tell they really, you know, you were having coffee with them and they really needed to continue this conversation but you had to get home or something yeah. and I might be thinking my house is not clean enough to have them come yeah and they're not th- gonna even notice that no and I wouldn't notice it if I went to theirs it's yes. just interesting how our mindset can be such that we hold ourselves okay to a way higher standard than I would yes if I went to their house this is a great area I want to so let's go ahead and talk about this whole mindset that we're going to have to shift away from comparison oh, in every part of life in every part of life <laughs> but for sure for hospitality but we we can't think of it as okay bigger house bigger opportunity to entertain no or more seats or sofa space more opportunity to host or more comfortable place to host you can have a really big house and have no interest in having anyone over well it's usually <laughs> the places when I have felt like I, I'm thinking about when people were giving their answers to hospitality and they were saying grandparents or comfort, I would bet that those weren't the biggest houses. Right. Or the, like, yeah, sometimes it's the opposite, it's right? The opposite. The smallest, coziest, but even size. Okay. Let's talk about just our things. What if you have a really small place, but it's, you've put a lot of money into it. You've got really nice carpet or, right. you so know, now like, I don't want kids. I just want clean. Yeah. All of it. That don't, crumble cookies in the carpet yeah so it's almost like we we have to not look at the size or condition of our home or our stuff but instead like our it's a heart condition it It, is and I still go back to if you're looking at it as it's yours because you worked hard for it or is it God's and he's got it on love he's entrusted you with it yeah he certainly is gonna expect you to yeah share it yeah and not hoard it yeah well, I truly believe that you can be an incredibly hospitable host at a coffee shop. Yep. Or on a public playground or in a community library room. I'm so glad you're mentioning this. I mean, in fact. Because I had written, you can be show hospitality outside of wherever you live. Yes. If you're in an apartment, still can be the most hospitable person in the neighborhood. Absolutely. And a lot of times even places like an apartment complex have a community space. That's true. You just have to be (laughs) creative and look at what you do have. That's right. (laughs) You've got a bigger living room space with the clubhouse than I do. That's right. Um, But like when, even when you think about like strangers, actually a neutral location is much more approachable place to invite somebody. At least to start. Yeah. And then when you feel more comfortable, you can maybe move 
you know, into your home right. or into the their home resort. or right. into, you know, uh, a more intimate space. But at least initially, I think a neutral space is actually the preference. And then I would just say, you know, I remember when um, we had our son, Jacob. So this was three years ago. And we had more visitors in our home than ever. Yeah. Because people were coming to bring meals and, you know, a gift or see that pray over pie. us. Yeah, or just yeah. see the baby. And I had the least amount of time than ever to tidy up, the least <laughs> amount of energy to do so. And I was, you know, of course, you're in a fog of like no sleep and um, and healing physically and emotionally. Yeah. I mean, it is just like a fog. But it was very humbling because people although they wanted to come you know I had no choice in well I guess I did have a choice in letting them come or not but you needed the meal because you couldn't be too tired to cook but you know I mean these were like you know the pastor wanted to come like people with you know bigger maybe bigger influence like some Uh of the people that were my husband's bosses and I was like thinking very flustered yeah like this is the first time they're over at our house um, I haven't even been able to vacuum that chair they're about to sit on that is actually the dog's chair that has all, you know, like it's just these scenarios yes. where you're almost ambushed and you're forced to be hospitable. Um, nobody mentioned the dog hair to me, <laughs> right? Like, I don't even really know if anyone noticed that they right. walked out of my house with some dog hair on their behind from yeah. sitting down. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I just also think that even though it can be hard, humble pie is sometimes good for us to swallow yeah and although I felt a little ambushed in that scenario it was also good for me to be like you know what it 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 is what it is yeah and that was a scenario that nobody was even really looking and so I almost was receiving the hospitality even though I was in my own house yes and that happens sometimes too yes um anyway so I just thought you know, sometimes in life and like, you know, you've been receiving hospitality here. You've had to receive meals. You've had surgery. Like it's, it is humbling. And I can't even clean. So I've had to You're do in the, the same, same scenario. thing where it's I'm like, like, okay, I see four dust bunnies in that one room and there's not one thing I can do about it exactly. right now. And there's the tap on the door. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, but they probably don't even notice that. But even if they did, it's like, that's not what they're there for. People right. need to talk. People need connection. Like, anyway, so I think it's also good, you know, aside from our houses, our bank accounts, the things that are really easy to see with the eye and things we compare. I think we need also need to cast out and not compare stages of life because you like we're we're at very different stages of life so sometimes this podcast is even more fun and unique because we offer different perspectives exactly yeah um and we finish each other's sentences like that (laughs) so well yeah I don't have kids and so I have to be intentional to think about what their needs are because I don't yeah have that like on a day-to-day yeah so if people are bringing kids I have to think through like okay you know, what, what are their needs? Yeah. Um, I would say I'm still trying to figure out how you host in your home with a kid or kids in the mix. or like whether you're hosting, you're the only one. It's almost easier if there's a few kids because then they kind of entertain each other. Yeah. Like I, I really wish I had a friend or two with really young children that I could watch like model this Uh because I haven't really gotten to see this up close and personal. So, I mean, I'm, 
I would even love to hear from Others people who are doing this it. right now. If you have, and I'm talking like preschool age, like yeah. they can't little, like littles. go to their room and entertain <laughs> themselves or they're not really like old enough to be in the bonus room playing by themselves. Like yeah. they need some sort of eye on them yeah. or they're going to need some check-in Yeah, a little more. Um, I'd love to hear stories of anyone that they feel like maybe they've seen it done. Yeah. Well, or have a good example. I welcome I do those. love when um, the kids of all ages are incorporated into the mealtime, though, instead of like just being the adults are eating here, the kids are eating here. Like, I think it's good for kids to start getting used to conversations with right. strangers and adults. Are and you, so are you like anti-kids table? Or you just want them in the vicinity? Not necessarily anti-kids table, but but I do think, and again, I think it takes practice. Yeah. Kids don't just naturally know how to answer questions from adults. You have to help them. That's true. um, Or even have conversation starters. And we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I think it's so good for parents to cultivate that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, some of it can be done before you arrive at a gathering or something. Yeah. But I think it's totally fine if it's in the moment. Yeah. You know, where you say, Jacob, ask grandma about when she went to England. Yeah. You know, or so you're having them Do the ask asking. the question, but That's you're good. prompting yeah. it, you yeah. know, yeah. or that kind of thing just yeah. to help them along. So they get used to like, oh, it's okay for me to ask that because yeah. I want to know that yeah that's good and again that's an age thing because at this point right now Jacob's three that's no not... he's not asking that and it's not fun for me to have him at the table so I'm going to have him have a snack on the side so I can actually talk have to a... you yeah and so just all of those elements yeah you know and the host being aware of that or me being aware of that that you know if he's going to be there then it's going to be really hard for me to listen to somebody yeah, that really needs and to I talk. I think that there are occasions when um, everybody needs it to be adult only. You For know? sure. Like there's times when That's not fair you to just have people. to get a sitter. Yeah. Because this is going to be, yep. we want adult conversation. Yeah. And then there's times when like, no, we want the kids to. Right. Or just, you can't just always divide them. Yeah. Because that's not real either. Yeah. So, well. What else you got on hospitality, sis? Well, just in addition to that hospitality outside of the walls, I think, again, even kind of thinking through what is ours that we're sharing. Hospitality can look like, oh, my new neighbor doesn't have a leaf blower, and I do, then I'm going to let her use mine because she's out there raking, and this would be so much easier. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't have a leaf blower, so don't ask me if you need one, but that kind of thing. Real life example. (laughs) She actually needs to receive one, so if you have one, offer it up. But that kind of thing. Or, you know, I had um, some, in these surgery times, I've got a car that's sitting in the driveway, so... There's been a couple of times I've been able to say, hey, do you need to use my car? Yes. Um, Because I have that available, not using it. Same for I work from home. So even sometimes in normal life, I can say like, oh, you can use my car. I'm just working today. Yeah. I need it back by five. But (laughs) that's so good. So just looking at things that you have that somebody may need to borrow. Yeah. That's hospitality. It is. Even though it's not what we generally think of first. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then I was even thinking of um, co-hosting. If you don't have the space, but you have the heart, and somebody else may be willing to use their house. That's true. But they don't have time to take care of all the details. That's then so y'all can true. do it together. Yeah. You know, if there's something you've been wanting to, dinner yeah. party you've yeah. been wanting to do, maybe you do the cooking. Yeah. And the other person says, sure, you can, you know, we'll do it at my house, right. but I'm not a good cook or I'm, I don't have time to yeah. do that part. Yeah. That kind of a thing. That's smart. Yeah. Um, Just showing up at, or going around to your friends and going, who's got the biggest house? <laughs> you know what your house would be great for? Hosting. I'll do everything else. You just open the door. That's hilarious. Yeah. And you already mentioned that you can use a clubhouse or there's even restaurants that have like, you know, room you can reserve or whatever where you could kind of cultivate the yeah flow yeah and even if it's not your space yeah and you know I mean that again that doesn't show a lot of your personality of you know the way your home is decorated true. it's hard that's to true. it's hard to get a warm vibe in a community room of a true. library that's true we're not saying that's perfect but that's hospitality. but is it the only way you're going to connect with these people then do it yeah like start there then and then maybe as the trust go- grows in relationship then you'll be like it's fine just come over you know so well, yeah and there's just so many directions you can go that it's often not about having a huge space. Yeah. In fact, the comfort level might be more if it's smaller. That's true. Well, I thought it would be cool to kind of end on the note of just something like a little practical thing exercise to think about. Ooh, you got a little okay. help, homework for so us. here's what I was thinking of. Um, just kind of taking a question to reflect on. When have you been deeply received? And so deeply received that the welcome really touched your soul. Mm-hmm. And maybe just reflect on the why of that. Like, okay. what was it about that experience? Yeah. Or that person or their space or their questions or their whatever. Like, yeah. what was it that made you feel so welcomed? And then the challenge of taking that, whatever your revelation is yeah. from that, and trying to do it at some point this week. Replicate it? Yeah. Or, oh gosh, okay. Or just the, uh, the one step yeah. of the practice. Like if it was that the person was a really good listener and they mm-hmm. had a blanket available. Yeah. When you were on the couch and it made you feel like you were yeah. grandma's. Yeah. Whatever the yeah. thing is. Like, yeah. could you try it that yeah. this week? Maybe you can't replicate the whole thing because maybe it was at a farmhouse. I'm just saying that might have <laughs> been the example that I just thought of. <laughs> But maybe I can replicate a fireplace because there was a fireplace. There's a fireplace. Maybe there was whatever the thing is. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. But could you try just that one aspect of like maybe you have. In fact, in you mentioning the fireplace, I loved something that one of our mutual friends did, Rachel Weaver. Mm -hmm. She has five children, very busy, pastor's wife, very busy person. And she had Tuesday mornings open on her calendar and she kind of put the word out mm-hmm. of who wants time by the fireplace this Tuesday. Only one person could get it. Right. But who wants this Tuesday? And That's whoever awesome. asked for it got it. That's and you awesome. got and I didn't ever go do it. But yeah. I thought that is so cool. That's creative. She's just setting aside a space. And she's just she has that's the margin she can create. So she's gonna put the word out and let you know the space is there. Yep. Grab Come, it if you need it. Come sit. Yeah. 
not I don't think she was promising snacks or promising right. anything but yes. a listening ear and a warm fireplace. That's awesome. You can share, connect, and support this show in a variety of ways. Text a friend and make sure they have a link to the show. You can share on your Facebook or Instagram, whichever one you prefer. And you can financially support us by visiting the link in our show notes or steelmagnoliaspodcast.com.